Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to today's World Cup Man on the Post podcast. Um, my, I'm your host, Adam, and I'm joined by Carl. You all right? Yeah, good. Thank you. How are you? I'm all right. And Dave. How's it going, Dave? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you, Adam. Enjoying, are we all enjoying our first full day of World Cup action? Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> we'll pretend we're enjoying it. We're, you know, <laughs> for, for appearances. The England game was all right, and that's where we can start. Um, England 6, Iran 2. So we have uh, uh, the England goal scorers, at least we have Bellingham, two from Saka, one from Sterling, one from Rashford, one from Grealish, um, 3 0 at half time. Um, Iran weren't up, weren't up to much, were they, guys? No. Um... 20th in the FIFA rankings also. Yeah. Um, they're, they're not very good. Um, oh, credit where credit's due. I thought England, they'd done what they needed to do and just battered them. Um, I thought Saka was really good. Um, Bellingham, again, was really good. Going to throw in Jordan Pickford making some decent saves as well, obviously. Um no, we we just we we just destroyed them, and I'm I'm just slightly gutted that we let two it let two in against them because like you, like we alluded to the crap. Uh, I think yeah, we did obviously we like you said we let in two, but the the first around goal was was came from not really very much. It was just a, a ball into the box and a very quick sharp finish. Um, yeah, past past yeah. Pickford, past Pickford yeah. before he could even really. Uh, React, really yeah. react and yeah, it was just a it was just a, a tidy finish. You know, at that point, I think I thought, I thought Maguire was a bit slow on the uptake with that slightly, but I'm not going to sit here and slag them off. Was he He's unconscious scored. at that point, or no, no? I mean, it's it. I mean, we scored six and we won. It's yeah, just, and England very rarely do that, um, especially in an opening game. Yeah, we, we always make it hard for ourselves and for a change we never and fair play to Southgate he wasn't as negative as he, as he normally is he went to 4-3-3 that we all said he should and we got the results so you know it's coming what, home isn't it? yeah. <laughs> what do you think the difference was Dave? Uh, well playing in attacking formation made a big difference obviously the quality opposition wasn't great Um I think scoring fairly early on. I mean, it was it was probably what twenty five thirty minutes of actual time, yeah. but it was thirty five minutes. But we'd had yeah. about ten minutes fifty. Well, they gave fourteen minutes, didn't they? So there must have been yeah. a good ten to twelve minutes of the absolute botched concussion protocol around the <laughs> the Iranian goalkeeper. Yeah, I mean that was that was a shambles. But we'll we'll probably come back to that at some point. But uh, yeah, I think everyone 
said before, and if, you, if we can get a goal in the first half and get ahead, we should win. It was just going to be one of those. If it went the longer it went nil nil, the more nervy we'd get and the more rushed we'd get. And it just thankfully never came to that. Um, and for a team who hadn't won a competitive fixture for an awful long time, um, it was exactly what was needed, really. Um, yeah, they didn't look like they had any any real pressure because that that stat itself could have built pressure going into an opening game of a World Cup. Um, and like you said, we've all been been around England in in major tournaments long enough mm-hmm. to know that. Groups that seem easy become incredibly challenging all of a sudden once you dick about in the first game. Um, I would say for me, but I think that the absolute key is just, I know he got lots of praise on during the match on TV and rightly so, but it's Jude Bellingham. Mm. I think that, that those late attacking runs into the box that sort of create overloads and just give... Uh, our Y players that extra option and were, were the difference for me. Yeah, I agree. No, I he's, he was really good. he's exceptional. I mean, he's just going to be the latest one. He's going to leave Dortmund probably in the summer, um, and he'll go somewhere and become a superstar. Um, yeah. He's well and truly on the way to doing that now. But he could have a, yeah. a total breakout tournament. He's already, you know, obviously known as a, a very good young player. But I think after this, he could be uh, the next level up. He. Um, it's a long time since I've had someone who's like a proper box-to-box player where he could be one minute he is actually, you know, trying to get into a cross and then 30 seconds later he's back defending from this, from, you know, a, a breakaway. He's, he's uh, we've had too many like a, I don't know, like a Calvin Phelps or Jordan Henderson who are very good at maybe one discipline but not so good at both. Um, yeah, they, or, or the, the the so-called elusive sort of English number 10 that <laughs> is essentially yeah. just a, a word for a lazy midfield player. Well, exactly. No, I mean, there's some truth in that. I mean, Mason Mount gets gets pelters for his performances, but he's the best we've got at doing that at the minute. Um, oh, he's, yeah. I mean, I it would be trite to try and find something about Mason Mount and compliment him in this game, because let's be honest. The, he didn't really the, do much, did he? No. He didn't do much, but the, but the accolades just deserve to go elsewhere, don't they? When you've yeah, had a performance yeah. like Bellingham, two goals from Saka, um, a little moment that... I really liked, um, which I'm sure I can get Dave on board with, is I really loved um, Callum Wilson's attitude for Grealish's goal because on your England, on your on your World Cup debut, through on goal like that, the angle was getting tighter. We're already scored five. You could be forgiven for just trying to hit it across the goalkeeper, trying to get yourself your goal, but to have the um, the whereabouts to still. T- Pick, pick Grealish out and have something positive come from it instead of perhaps just a wasted shot, I think, um, is something well, I thought was not unique, but maybe rarer than you'd first think. Yeah, I'm, I'm pleased he does because, I mean, as you say, the, the, the angle was narrowing. And uh, I almost feel like with some players like Wilson, they're kind of like on the outskirts of the, the core of the squad. And I felt like him doing that was his way of trying to embed with the the main fulcrum of the squad because he hasn't been in the squad for a number of years really um, yeah so it was you know probably a good move for him from a PR point of view to, to do that uh, but, that, that's but, a good a good point I hadn't thought about that I'd more thought of it from his own perspective of thinking like maybe I can smash this across get a goal sort of yeah I think push my case forward mm-hmm. it's weird I mean none of us really know what it's like in that England squad but it does feel like it's a, it's a a bit like a club mentality, but they only meet up every three months. Like it's they they do seem to get on with each other. Um, and it's Have because you been listening Southie... to the, the commentary on the Wales game, Dave. 
<laughs> I haven't actually, because uh, no, John Harton is the most Welsh man alive, and no one needs that. <laughs> um, um, so, a couple of a, no comments. <laughs> There's probably a couple of, of contentious issues to, to take away from this game slightly. So there's there was two two concussions or two concussion checks at least. We lost the um, the Iranian goalkeeper in sort of like the first ten minutes after he just was just clean taken out by by his his defender coming for a, a cross and Harry Maguire in the second half, but. Particularly the Iranian goal, that was just a shambles, wasn't it? Massive shambles. Um, I, I don't think they, I think we've touched on this a few times in the in our weekend review. Um, do they actually know what the concussion protocol actually is? Um, because they seem to change it every week. Um, I think did me and you Dave talk about it when Mart- it was Mart- Martinez? Yeah, just a few weeks ago. I mean. Yeah. And they, they didn't really know what to do then, and it's sort of like we've stopped it. What do we do now? Do we leave him on the pitch? Do we take him off? Do we do both? It was just a bit, bit mental, and I'm sure we'll come on to that as well. But what is it with all, all these World Cup games having massive added time added on? I was looking that that American game had ten minutes added on. I was like, why? <laughs> I mean, they've, they've, they've said they're going to be really um, stringent with, you know, timekeeping and p- players wasting time. Uh, and so far they have been, which, I mean, I don't think I'll have a complaint if they do it in every single game, if it's, you know, worthwhile. Um, yeah. I mean, if they did it in the Premier League, Newcastle's games would last an extra half an hour because we are the kings of wasting time. Um, oh, I don't know. Ever, <laughs> you, until you've had your goalkeeper booked in the first half, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> work to be done admittedly but um, yeah. I think I mean to go back to the, the, the concussion uh, the doctors and things are always going to be handcuffed until they change the rules to say you can have 10 minutes to go and assess them off the field and have a bring a replacement on whatever else yeah. no like team base. ever going to say well get them off immediately waste that sub um, it's just the mentality is always I want to play on and the player obviously wants to play on the World Cup you're not going to come off well, that's what I thought was interesting about this is Alan Shearer said that, at, at, I think it was Alan Shearer saying that at half time in the, in the studio, sort of saying players need to be protected from themselves. But I felt that this was a situation where the, the goalkeeper made it quite clear that he probably did want to come off. It almost felt, it almost felt like he was being asked to play on against his will. <laughs> I mean, he looked wrecked. Like, I'm not a doctor, but he didn't look in a fit state. Like... And then when they go down like two minutes later holding their face with no one around them, you go, well, you know what, he probably wasn't very well. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, it wasn't quite the the Jan Vertonghen levels a few years ago where he you know, was literally vomiting on the pitch, which was his concussion. And they thought, you know what, maybe we'll take him off. Like, <laughs> There's got to be a better um, way. And again, sort of partly, <laughs> partly including um, Harry Maguire with the second on-pitch sort of con- controversy comes around sort of maybe some slight VAR inconsistencies Carl with the, the penalties and non-penalties yeah I th- ours was a pen I thought um, Aran's one was a bit I thought it was I thought he blew up for Pickford when I first seen it I was like what's Pickford done and he just pushed it out but I mean I've just seen the Wales one and that wasn't a pen either I don't think um, 
Very soft. Very soft. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that later, but you, you've made your opinions about Wales clear to me before we started <laughs> recording. But um, <laughs> How about you, Dave? The, the, the England game, I, I thought that they were both penalties, personally. Yeah, I mean... If you put them side by side, now you had to give one penalty out of the two of them. Maguire's was was more. You give the Maguire one, yeah, hundred um, percent. The second one, I, I felt like it was the bad old days of VAR, where they were looking for something for a foul, um, which no one. Obviously, the Iran appeals kind of kind of appealed for it, but when you have to look at it three or four times to figure out who's fouled who, you're thinking, well, it's not yeah. really that much of a clear and obvious error, is it? Um, and the funny, and when you say that, that's a, a great point, Dave. And the funny thing is that I think that. If you go back four and a half, well, not quite four and a half years, maybe four years, and we had VAR introduced in the Premier League, we'd just come off the back of it being mm. in the World Cup, where I think it had been a roaring success. I think that that part of the the contention around it in the Premier League was that it wasn't as good as it was in the World Cup, and yeah. it was very sort of pernickety. So for FIFA to have gone that way with it is slightly surprising. Mm. It is. Um, I mean, thankfully, this has been the only one so far on terms of fouls. I mean, obviously, the one yesterday with the offside. I know people argue about it, but I think the one last night, from what I understand, I was listening on the radio, not because uh, I was travelling back. But I feel that that was more of a, a communication error, to, um, error to the media than an actual, yeah, technical I, error. I mean, the thing is, like that one yesterday, it was offside, and that's kind of the hole we've given ourselves by having VAR in the first place that you are going to get these ridiculous offsides which are by that of the law you're either offsiding or not and he was by an ECAP yeah. um, with fouls and things there's always going to be discussion but I just thought the Maguire one was ridiculous and borderline assault whereas the one they the one they got given was just didn't see it didn't didn't see it being cast iron error at all yeah com- completely agree and Finally, in sort of the the less less fun contention around this game will probably be before the game even started around the uh, the the one love captain's armbands. Um, does anyone? I've got some quite strong opinions about this. Does anyone have anything they want to say before I go off on a um, on a rant? Yeah, um, I think Roy Keane summed it up. Good grief! Very well. What did Roy Keane say? <laughs> um, I thought he summed it up really well. Um, if you, if you want to make the stand, make the stand. If you, if I mean, yeah, he, he could have walked on and got booked. Fair enough, but if this was a friendly, no one would be bothered, and he would have wore it. It's the World Cup. You want people to know what the stand is for. Yeah. Personally, I think they should have just went soja and wearing it. Oh, that, that was the answer. That is exactly. Yeah, uh, so uh, it sounds like we're pretty much all on the same page. So maybe I don't need to go on quite <laughs> the run that I thought I was going on because, unfortunately, unfortunately, my opinions have been succinctly summed up by Roy Keane. <laughs> um, no, no, I actually quite like Roy Keane, but uh, I think I'm in a slight minority in there. Um, there does also seem to be from some of the stuff I've seen on on social media some worrying applications of some of the rules with security around um, fans and media with uh, anything with a sort of rainbow emblem emblem on, like lots of people being confiscated. I saw a journalist being told he wasn't allowed to enter the stadium because he was wearing a T-shirt that had a rainbow around a football 
Um, FIFA actually have some official guidelines on this, but they seem to not potentially not be being followed. So um, it seems that FIFA will do anything they can to to uh, to try and co- to try and cover up any dissent. Yeah, it's pathetic, really. Um, not only obviously the stance in the first place, but the fact that FIFA are just after all this talk about they're going to use this platform for good and all this kind of stuff. And they just haven't. And they've got no intention of trying to break the mould here or anything like that. They're just going to bend over, no. bend over metaphorically and uh, be told what to do. And it's just ridiculous. Correct. Yeah, well, that yeah, I think you're absolutely right, Dave. I think that was shown when, however many days prior to the tournament, it was Qatar pulled the, the plug on alcohol being sold. It just showed, it showed that who uh, who's the dog and who's the one holding the leash, doesn't it? That Qatar just just pulled it, and FIFA have had to to snap into into position. Um, so yeah, that's fun. Back to the football. Um, the second game today was Senegal nil, Netherlands two. Um, I already slightly have Carl and I have spoken about this quickly before recording. Dave, did you get to watch this game? Uh, no, I saw the last ten minutes. Uh, most of it was spent rewinding Edgar Davids on the screen because my son is obsessed with Edgar Davids and he saw him for the for like in in not figurine form for the first time. So I, I have no opinion on this other than uh, Mendy. What's happened to Mendy? Why is <laughs> that was a lot of Carl's opinion as well? <laughs> so it really was. I mean, to be fair, to, I think we. Sorry, Dave. I was going to say, never, I don't think he was brilliant, but he's just got steadily worse to the point where like Kepa has overtaken him again, which is ridiculous. Yeah, that's got to be a low point. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think you. Uh, I think, think it's fair to say that you, you didn't really miss an awful lot, Dave. So mm. you saw both the goals in the last ten minutes: a, a goal from Corey Gappo and Davy Clarkson, and the sort of like <laughs> the, the very end of injury time. Um, the the Gappa goal was 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 good. Yeah. It was a nice bit of quality, uh, a final bit of quality. A lovely floated ball in by from out wide from Frankie De Jong and a well timed run and, and header sort of. But as we said, Mendy comes out with no real conviction to try and punch the ball. He has got no intention to try and get there first, does he? He just sort of floats out to it, gets easily Nothing, beaten. Yeah. Uh, as well as Mendy, I think Koulibaly's got to take some of the blame also. Koulibaly just stands there. But if you see, in a slight defence, when the ball comes over, I think the the replay showing that Mendy does shout something. I don't know if he's saying keepers or leave it or whatever. And like you said, completely miss it. Lovely run. Lovely, Lovely run. run. And just the quality of the ball from De from yeah. Young is just... But it, it, it could have been avoided. Um, I think if he if he comes out with like you said, um, good analogy with any conviction, I think he would have got it. But he's just completely. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what he actually is doing. No. Um, and then David Clarkson's goal. I forget who it is, who it is who takes the initial shot and he just parries the ball out and just. Memphis, I think so. it is Depay, you're right. And it's a shot with absolutely oh, no. zero conviction. Again, there's nothing on it. It is it is soft. He's not not hit with any power. Nope. And he just palms it out into to Clanson's path. Yeah. 
and Classen thought it was Christmas because if Davy Classen, as, as I, I fully know as an Everton fan, is absolutely rubbish. Is um, he? Is he? Because he seems like he was only rubbish for Ascar. <laughs> no, he's rubbish. I mean, he left you and went back to like Captain and Ajax. It was, it's like everyone who leaves Ajax, like, we got 70 on from Ajax now that this kid's going to take us to the next level. And if you look at 10 games, it must be a thing. They just, they, just go, they just go back to Holland and, and, and excel. It's bizarre. Yeah, well, Stecklenberg done the same. <laughs> I mean, um, I thought that, that I thought that in this game Senegal were unlucky. I thought that they were by far the better t- better team, especially in the in the first half. Um, really counter attacked with with intent and. Um, the commentators, the, the the commentators who were probably the highlight of the game because anyone everyone is going to enjoy a sort of a, a John Champion Ali McCoy studio. It's like a comfy sweater, especially in this in this yeah. Christmas in this festive period that we're heading into. But they talked about Holland being the one with more cutting edge, and I thought that actually that was completely counterintuitive to my watching of the game is the fact that Holland had no cutting edge; they just dominated possession. Yeah, I I, I thought that what I did notice about Senegal. Bit of an interesting one. How far up the pitch they were playing at Jessica Gay. Mm. Um he was basically their playmaker, which was a bit odd. Subs. Um, spinning in subset pieces as well. Didn't say, I didn't think he had that in his arm. Oh he's well he's been going to Demani Gray school <laughs> of um, free kicks because he was god awful. He didn't <laughs> I think he beat the first man once. Well poor Gar I, I, I love Garner Gay, but he he was better. But I think it was because their midfield is a lot more compact than ours. And um, the, obviously Senegal, did, they're known for running a lot. Um, yeah. But I think <sighs> Ghana should have scored, actually. It was a good save. Apparently this keeper was um, unemployed two years ago. Like they were saying, the other, so, saying on the commentary. What I find, he played yeah. really well. He played really Absolute well. Bizarre, bizarre thing about our goalkeeper is he's played something like 37 times in nine seasons. He's like his number, like his number two for all sorts of different clubs in Holland and then went to Heronveen, became the number one and Van Gaal's gone, ah, you're the man for me. Which is bizarre. Like It's the type of thing Van Gaal does. He'd have picked him on like Length of finger, yeah, length right. of finger, or something like that, and be like, yeah, yeah, get, get, <laughs> get, get him in. Um, but it's a nice story. It's just bizarre. He, he, no, he actually had a good game. Um, there was a John Champion came up with a great start. The three keepers together have got eight caps. What the bloody hell are they doing? Well, Tim Crow was busy, so. Oh, don't! <laughs> <laughs> I thought we left him behind, Dave. <laughs> You know my feelings on our team. Um, yeah, but Senegal, I think Senegal will, if they play like that and have a bit a bit more about them, if they would have had Mane on the pitch, that would have been a completely different game. Mm. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Mane on the pitch and they probably win this game, right? Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I, I fit Mane anyway. Um, <laughs> I don't think they, I don't think, there was nothing I saw from and a goal here that made me think that they still aren't my favourites at least to just make it out of this group probably with with Holland but Holland were Holland were not good value in my mind for their, their two I goal agree. lead I, I do agree I think um, I think they'll struggle against teams with a decent striker namely, namely England 
Um, and talking about teams who weren't good value for the for their result, in my opinion, we had USA one, Wales one as the final game tonight. Um, Timothy Ware with the opening goal for USA in the thirty sixth minute, and a Gareth Bale penalty late on to to salvage a draw for Wales. Did we all watch this one? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you got to see this one, Dave, between the well, the little one. I, and the... I watched it on my phone um, during the bedtime hours, so <laughs> that's why I didn't hear John Hart and I had no sound. But uh, so bits and pieces. Lucky you. Mm. Um. So for me, Wales were absolutely atrocious in the first half. Yeah. Um, and the USA actually seemed quite decent. I I'm torn between this game, and I can't work out whether USA were decent. And then fell off, or Wales were atrocious and then turned up, or whether it's a little bit of both. Both. You think it's both? I think. I think mm. when the US or any team play with that really high intensity press, they can't do it for ninety minutes. Um, and also, it helped that that Wales had a, more of a game plan and kept all the ball a bit more in the second half. Um, well, yeah, the introduction of Kiefer Moore at half time was just completely changed the way Wales played, didn't it? It did. I think, without being disrespectful to Wales, I think sometimes they try to pretend to be something they're not, which is this kind of total football player from the back kind of team. Um, when in reality, they're, they're mostly a bunch of championship plotters plus Gareth Bale and Aaron Ramsey who aren't particularly fit anymore. Well, yeah, that I, I think you're onto something there. <laughs> something that we picked up on in the in the preview pod slightly is something is that I think that you watch Wales. Myself, sort of the layman, watch Wales in a, in mainly in tournament football. You see their their sort of first eleven, and you think, ah, oh, gone are the days of Wales being made up of plodding sort of lower league players. They've actually got a decent sort of almost normally Premier League players, not nearly exclusively across the board. And you're like, oh, okay, then they're not too bad. But when you look at that squad, and it goes, and you're bringing on Pompey players, mm-hmm. yeah. The strength and depth is not there, and I think that even the great, the great, let's not over exaggerate them. The, the, the highs of the sort of 2016 Wales team was a team of functional players built around getting the best out of Ramsey mm-hmm. and Bale, and they are now six and a half years older, and particularly Aaron Ramsey, I thought in this game looked just looked done, yeah. Yeah, he, he, it's like he can't. Uh, he looks stiff as a board. I was about to say, which. Yeah, absolutely, Dave. Both of you. I think that the difference is with Bale is that Bale is still a, a footballer of who can give you great moments. Mm. Yeah, I'm not sure you can get that from Aaron Ramsey anymore. No, no. Um, I mean, I've made no secret. I'm not a massive fan of either of them two players. The Welsh, the, Welsh. <laughs> or the Welsh in general, I believe, Carlos. Um, but do you know what? The, 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 like Dave, Dave sort of said, they, they did have a plan, and I've got a, I've got a lot of respect for Robert Page because I think he's done really well, actually. Um, Wayne Hennessy in goal didn't get that. I thought Danny Ward's had an alright season after. Well, he must have been listening to our pod because we used to give him grief every week. Um, 
but he's had a good season and I, I, I would have started him. Not that Hennessy was at fault for the goal or anything. No, but he, he flopped, yeah. flopped a lot, didn't he? There was a lot of like, considering yeah, he's like he seven foot two, probably a bit extra exaggerated, but like, he's a big lad. And the amount of time he just sort of flaps across the way instead of just catching it. I think, well, bring back Danny Ward. I agree with you. I thought I thought Ward had a bad start of the season, but he, he's been exceptional recently. Um, John Hartson lost his mind at one point, Dave, at, um, at Hennessy punching across towards oh, the end. Me and Big John. When he when he gone full on Jingo, <laughs> sort of. Oh, John Hartson. I'm not con- I, I'm not convinced that he didn't have his shirt around his the t- off around the top of it, waving it around the top of his head with his bucket hat on by by the sort of ninetieth <laughs> minute. Um, one, th- one thing I will say. Um, the Wales penalty. What the hell is Tim Ream doing? Yeah, you said it's soft. I don't think it's soft at all. I think he just. Well, it's had, not, yeah. it's not, it was soft by him, not the penalty. Right. Soft by right. him. <laughs> um, I, I just don't understand what he's doing. There's no. It's just criminal yeah. to do that. Criminal. Yeah, I mean, unless it, I mean, like we said, it's this is what is he thirty four? Is it a thirty four yeah. year old Gareth yeah. Bale? He's hardly gonna going to roll you with and with sort of explosive movements and, and rifle it in the corner, is he? Just stand him up. Thing, as a centre-half, you've got the attack a face in the wrong way. Like, surely that's good. Keep him there. Don't then go through the back of him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that, the, the like you said, maybe they can't keep up that press, but that first half performance, especially from USA, was quite impressive. I think the the football was was actually neat and tidy. The goal, especially, was mm. very well yeah, taken. So like, you probably come on to this, but as an England fan, are you worried about playing the USA on Friday after watching that? No, no, not because they're quick. They, they are quick. I know, but uh, like England got good footballers. I know we're not brilliant, but but if yeah, they, they press are. us like that, pass around them, and you know it'll be Saka, it'll be Bellingham, it'll be Sterling. It won't be bloody Sober Thomas and whoever else. Like it'll be you know. High level footballers breaking that press and potentially run, no, I, running a team really pace. I think, <laughs> and I think what I would also add to that, Dave, exactly as you're saying, is but if even if we can't break that press initially, they can't keep it up, and we can bring on. If you look at his, the we bring, when you bring on Rashford, mm. Wilson, Foden, and Grealish. I mean, <laughs> yeah, they're going to deal with that, are they? No. So I don't. I think even if they can take the game sort of deep into the second half, I still think that we'll have the the quality to 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 play them. And that that team in the second half was just yeah, not up to it. No, I agree. Um, and I'm even less worried about this Wales team. No, <laughs> I, thought, I thought that they were absolutely atrocious. I picked I I picked them to. I picked them to win the, not win the group, I picked them to come out of the group of England in our, our pod, and, I think, and now I'd probably say I prefer this US team to... I thought whoever won today were going to go through, but clearly there's not... Just to piss on me to then there was no winner. Um, but I, I'd say, I, on, on that, I'd go with America, personally. Yeah, perhaps it'll come down to which one we, we can batter the most. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think, I think you'd probably pick the USA over the well, the three teams really. I mean, I guess we can't really count out Iran yet. I mean, they weren't good against us, but it's a very different challenges to the teams. I don't know, but 
Um, they must be good at something, Bam. wasn't they? <laughs> I thought they, they, they were. were. Yeah, I mean, uh, even I mean, doesn't help when like the fans are booing that anthem before they've even played. Like, I mean, there's not an awful lot to play for. There is no prize. <laughs> Uh, that is that's a good point. That's something I did want to mention as well. In terms of things on the pitch, we missed that. But the the Iranian players refusing to to sing the national anthem out of as a a form of protest and solidarity with the the protesters in Iran was a nice touch. You know, Dave, it's been marred in some of the the political statements that were were or weren't made yes. on the football pitch. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I can't argue with it from a um, a human point of view, but I just don't think it's going to help their football particularly having sort of not everyone pulling in the same direction it's kind of wheels of strength if you like you know they they're the opposite they're, they're, yeah. they, they don't have the same issues don't get me wrong they can't compare like for like here but in terms of a football match um the welsh team and fans and whatever else are all on the same page and they make a lot of noise about it uh, and iran seem to be at the total opposite end of the scale at the minute now how much effect that will have when they play i, I don't know but whatever the fact or not we'll see they're going they're going full holland <laughs> Well, when they're fighting in train, that's when we know it's all over. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, this is like, that's a slightly frustrating point though, because it gives some credit to a point that Chris made in the preview pod that I think was relatively dismissed. Well, we can edit me, that so. out, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I do have that power. We can edit it out and repost it and be like, "It was never there, Chris." <laughs> I don't know what you don't know what you're talking about. Um, okay, well, that's that was it for today's football. As for tomorrow, we have well, up to four games. So let's just quickly go through the games. Maybe just a quick couple of words calling who we think is going to win. Argentina, Saudi Arabia. Carl? Oh, Argentina. You're going with Argentina, Dave? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I assume Argentina will win. I mean... Ex- <laughs> no, no shocks there. We, can we see another... Pasting of Saudi Arabia, or another was it eight? Was it eight one or eight, no, eight nil? They lost to Germany, right? Yeah, possibly. Um, that's it. I mean, I mean, can anybody? I've never seen Saudi Arabia play for probably four years since the last World Cup. I assume they haven't got any better. Like, it's just one of those things, isn't it? Assume they're not very good. Yeah, well, if you listen again, if you listen to the preview pod, Chris will give you reasons why every team's good, and then you end up thinking that Qatar are going to win the opening game, and you yeah. look like a fool. Like, really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're not alone there, Carl. Don't worry, it mugged us both off. Um, that's that's at ten o'clock UK time uh, on ITV. Also on ITV, there's Denmark Tunisia. That's when I'm gonna maybe duck out of the free games. Where I have. how do we see that one going? Denmark. Denmark. Well, on our weekend review pod, I tip Denmark to be dark horses to even win that group. I think they're. Uh... An underrated nation. Um, but got to bear in mind they made the semis of the Euros um, and lost by the barest of margins um, 18 months 18 months ago. Hmm. Um, I don't see why they can't go similar. Yeah, no, they're not a bad team. Got, uh, got some good players. Very good players, to be honest. You tip them to win the group. Yeah, I think I think the beat France in the Nations League a few months ago, three nil. Um, I think it was three nil. Comfortable anyway. Um, France, France are due a, compi- a capitulation in a tournament. Well, they are, and they're already dropping. Like, them. They're already dropping like flies. Like it's, it's yeah. playing at Denmark's hands. Um, then we go back to Group C for Mexico Poland on BBC. I 
I said um, I fancy quite a bit, always fancy quite a bit from Mexico in a World Cup. Anyone going to argue with me, Dave? Um, I mean, it's like Mexico are always like quite decent and you think they could do well and then they'd lose in the last 16. We never hear from them again. Oh, so. yeah, they'll lose in the last <laughs> 16, but they'll be quite decent until then. Uh, I and Poland are Poland. Like Lewandowski will be there, I guess, and that'll be nice for him. None of the rest will. Look. <laughs> no, but neither will neither really will Lewandowski. Right? He'll just t- he'll take a load of money, take a load of money from the bookies for top goal scorer, and then not deliver. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably, probably. And then finishing off back in Group D, uh, seven o'clock on BBC as well. We've got France Australia. So, are France throwing it away at this point, Dave, no. or are they? No, are they <laughs> waiting until the Denmark game? I think you can, I think Australia are very poor, um, and I think France will beat them probably probably three or four. To be honest, I, 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 the the glory days of Australia are long gone. Like people seem to forget that before, you know, the Viduka kill kind of days. The, I'm happy for the glory days of Australia to be gone now. I learned that <laughs> um, Tim Cahill has taken the Qatari dollar. Has he? Yeah, he's working in he's working in their academy system. Oh. Well Sad, I mean not not been rude to Tim Cahill, but it isn't isn't working after yesterday's performance. This is there's a lot more <laughs> there's a lot more dollar he's taking over Everton actually, that's why. <laughs> there's a lot more do- dollary dues to be had before I would be any good. So. Hey, you leave Tim out of it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, <sighs> very poor. Yeah, the yeah. very poor. We're not seeing. No one's looking past. No one's looking past France just yet. No, and Australia calling up Jason Cummins into the squad is absolutely brilliant. Um, Scottish Jason Cummins at that. I thought that was uh, that was terrific. Well, that is that's tomorrow's football. Um, England have set us off on a. Slightly uncomfortable start for a World Cup tournament for anyone who's uh, used to to England. But um, anything else? Any other business? Anything else to add, guys? No. Uh, no, but uh, thanks for having us. No? I've enjoyed myself. Yeah. Yeah, thanks Yeah. Yeah. Well, we will be back tomorrow covering... Someone will be back. I think Ross will be back tomorrow covering those games. So he's going to be busy because we just had the free. But um, yeah. Uh, the World Cup started properly today now after the the dross that was Sunday night. So um, we'll be back next week. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you very much. Thank you, Dave. Cheers, Adam. And always remember to have your man on the post. Yeah.